All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Active FM, thank you so much for joining us once more again. And if this is your first time, thank you for being here. Um, it always feels great to have you around. It feels amazing always uh, to know that you are listening. This is The Void Show. Uh, it is a family of great people, uh, genuine, right, people who are willing to learn new things every day, right, who are willing to uh, feed their curiosity, right, or deepen their understanding of the natural world, right? Um, what are stars? Um, do stars really die, uh, right? Do black holes suck? Uh, if they suck, why are they really sucking, right? Uh, why stars are shining? Uh, really to try and figure out uh, the natural world, right? Including uh, uh, Earth, right? Including planets, including whatever really is in the universe generally right and obviously uh, the show today is a continuum of our last week's show we we're speaking about black holes right and we did say that see black holes are really some of the most um their physics is still poorly understood even today right and you see that their history the theory of black holes really extends all the way back in time to your uh, 1600s to your 1700s right and really by studying black holes you could really somehow be convinced that our universe is complex right and we're not saying that uh, uh, maybe the verge of our understanding about uh, the physical world that's the beginning of the complexity of the universe that's not really what we're saying but the universe is really naturally uh, complex you know if you start to view the universe as as a student right if you thinking of the universe as, as a problem right as this uh, mysterious uh, celestial large body if you think of it like that you know this infinite puzzle that you are still working your way on finding the solution right and we're not speaking about the ultimate solution but still working your way on finding the solution to this infinite puzzle right i don't think you'll ever get to the ultimate solution because it is infinite after all right so so i mean if you think of the universe like that i mean you can pretty much be convinced that the universe is the ultimate uh, complex thing in the universe, right? <laughs> Welcome to The Void Show. I am Andrew and I am your show host of all time. So a big cheer to you uh, for, tu for, for tuning in today. I mean, of course, today we are still speaking about black holes. And uh, I mean, if you did not listen to our last week's episode, that's really where we started uh, this conversation, right? We're speaking about uh, what are black holes, right? And obviously these are proposed uh, by astrophysicists, right? These are regions of space in reality, regions of space with a tremendous, right? Incredibly huge amounts of gravity, right? That this gravity seems to be sucking everything that's around it whether it's matter whether it's energy right even light 
right? Even light cannot escape these regions of space, right? And you can just imagine light. It's traveling with the speed of light, which is approximately 300,000 kilometers per second, right? And if you look into Einstein's theory of relativity, there's what we call uh, the theory of relativity, right? This was proposed by, uh, you know, uh, this physicist uh, Albert Einstein. If you look at that theory, um, nothing can move with the speed of light, right? So in, in science, we often have these lenses, right? Different lenses on which you can observe the universe, right? So there's a way in which Albert Einstein uh, used, and we're still using it today, right, to see the universe, right? And so if you're observing reality, with those lenses, you're seeing it differently, right? Not really differently, but you're seeing it somehow. And again, if you're viewing the universe uh, with uh, maybe uh, Newton's uh, lenses, you, 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 you again, seeing the universe uh, differently, right? So there's a theory of relativity and uh, that was proposed by Albert Einstein. According to the theory of relativity, nothing can really move faster than the speed of light, right? And so... If light cannot escape the black hole with its speed, which is like the ultimate speed, right? The end, there's nothing that can move faster than the speed of light. And light cannot really escape the black hole. I mean, it means nothing can really escape the black hole. You get what I'm saying, right? So, so we're going to be speaking about that um, extensively right after this. Your number one hit station in town. For the love of music. I remember this. So we are, of course, still speaking about the black holes. And our discussion about black holes actually started last week. So if you have not checked that show out, you might just want to go check it, right? It was titled Black Holes. And it kind of provided a very stable and a good foundation in understanding what black holes are, how are they forming, um, a bit of history behind black holes. Uh, some scientists that were involved in the discovery, right, in uh, finding or in uh, the understanding, this ultimate understanding of uh, black holes, even though the physics of black holes is still poorly understood. But we did have a great scientist who devoted their time in studying and figuring out some of the nuts and bolts of uh, what black holes are and some of their phenomenal properties right so you might just really want to go check uh, that show out and what i really uh, uh must say or maybe what you should really ha take from that is uh star stars may be what we call the beginning right and black holes are the end 
right? Black holes are the end and stars are the beginning. Stars are born, they evolve, and they eventually die, right? And uh, depending on what kind of a star it is, determines how it's going to die. Okay, some stars just explode violently outwards into space. We obviously call that a, a supernova, right? And these are not just theories, okay? These are not just theories uh, because these have been seen, right? Um, there's nobody who can just claim that uh, stars violently explode outward into space without uh, having seen that, right? Because... Uh, you even go way back in time. You look at in 1054. In 1054, it was in July 1054, there was astronomers, and these were Chinese astronomers, right, who, who, who saw uh, these celestial fireworks, right, who saw the supernova, a star dying outwardly, you know, and violently, into space they saw that right and actually that phenomena that uh, great supernova produced what we call today as the crab nebula right and this is essentially a cloud of gas right that even today still glows right it withers in its uh, beautifully and that's about 4000 uh, light years away right so these things are seen Right, there's evidence of this, right, and you even still see the remnants or the relic of that phenomenon even today, right? But stars die, and really depending on what properties they have, right, maybe what kind of a star it is, maybe how massive it was, maybe uh, the spectral type of the star. Right, maybe the temperature of the star, those properties really determine on how a star is going to reach its end lifetime, right? So you can really think of black holes as the evolutionary uh, end products of some stars, which are massive stars, right? Because you, 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 okay, let's look at our sun, because you see our sun, that's an average star. Okay, it's an average star. It's a small star. There are more massive stars, big, hundreds of times uh, massive than our sun, right? But just our sun is like an average star. It's a small star compared to other stars. When you look at that kind of a star, when it, when it dies, it collapses to form objects that we call white dwarfs. Okay, white dwarfs are about the size of Earth, right? And even though they are about the size of an Earth, they are very dense objects, right? Like really, really, really dense objects, but not as dense as what neutron stars would be, right? And you should also remember that neutron stars are also... The evolutionary end products of some massive stars, right? Hence, I'm saying that uh, white dwarfs, they are dense objects, but they are considered uh, lightweights when compared to, to neutron stars, right? We, we do say neutron stars are what? Are the evolutionary end products of some large stars right maybe you can think of uh, stars that are about uh, two times as large as the sun so these are massive right two times or maybe uh, uh, yeah 
two to three times as large as uh, as our sun, right? And and we we, we are saying this because uh, remember that uh, w- when a star dies, it collapses, right? So in case of neutron stars, we've got what we call electrons, right? And because these electrons cannot resist this greater gravitational collapse of such stars, they are then gathered or they are then pushed into the atomic nucleus of this star, right? Where they're going to combine with what we call protons. And when they neut- when electrons combine with protons, so these are charges, okay? These are charges. Protons are positively charged, neutrons are negatively charged. So what would happen when a star collapses, it literally uh, gathers these electrons. It literally takes them to uh, the atomic nuclei of stars. And essentially, because these are positives and negatives, they combine and they form neutrons, which are neutral charges, right? And 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 essentially that's the 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 how these uh, neutron stars would be formed right so 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 that's essentially it but but what about stars that are much 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 bigger than our sun right remember we said in case of for 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 neutron stars to be formed those are have to be those have to be like two times more than our sun right but what about more massive stars right what happens when a when when to to a dying star that's like m- more than twice as large as the sun, right? So in that case, these stars collapse completely, right, beyond the neutron star stage, right, to what to what we call black holes, and these are even uh, uh, denser objects, right, and um. Uh, 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 more, more denser, obviously, than neutron stars, right? Not even speak about uh, white dwarfs, right? Hence, we are saying, uh, think of black holes, so neutron stars, and uh, as the evolutionary end products of what? Of uh, stars, right? Massive stars. So, right, uh, we also spoke about a way to think of gravity, Okay, and these are very important. Remember at the beginning of the show we spoke about different lenses you can use to view or to observe or to gaze reality, okay? So if you use uh, Einstein's lenses to think of the natural world, you would see that he thought of gravity not uh, as maybe a bit different from how we think of gravity as a force, okay? So this is how he thought of gravity, and this is quite useful when we come to think of black holes, right? Um, if, if you could think of a space as a fabric, just think of space as a fabric, okay? A fabric, a flat rubber sheet, a fabric, right? That's how he thought of it, and this is the best way to actually... Uh, visualize a black hole right for for a moment do you think of a space as this flat rubber sheet right as this um um as this fabric right and you would remember that when you place maybe a still ball 
on this flat rubber sheet what's gonna happen this still ball is gonna dip into this flat rubber sheet right it's gonna do what it's going to to curve downward right forming some sort of a shallow hole right that's what he said right and this is actually how albert einstein thought of gravity right gravity exists because of what because there are massive objects that bend the fabric of space around them right they kind of bend uh, the fabric of space around them so that's really how you can think of gravity and you can just imagine if you've got this fabric of space you think of a uh, 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 fabric space just think of it as fabric it's a fabric it's a flat rubber sheet maybe a fabric if you place a steel ball or a massive object a massive object on top of this uh, a flat uh, fabric it's obviously this flat rubber sheet is obviously gonna do what it's obviously gonna bend downwards right creating this hole shallow hole right and we can imagine if you increase the mass of your object what's going to happen it's going to dip downwards right it's 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 going to the weight is going to increase and the the, the ball is going to sack further further downward creating this uh, deep 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 hole right and eventually when you increase the mass you increase the mass what's going to happen eventually there will be a point when 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 this flat fabric would be stretched so tight right that basically the top of this fabric would just pinch together right would just pinch together and in that way the your 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 object would have completely uh, uh isolated itself from from being seen right so that's how you can think of dying stars they've got massive 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 mass that they completely bend the fabric of a space such that they literally create this deep hole of gravity that they just isolate themselves from the rest of the universe right and we call we call we call uh, this so we we call this event horizon so the event horizon would be uh, um so a good question for to answer that would be how 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 far would a star have to collapse in order to be to, to disappear from the visible universe we call that point the event horizon or the 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 swaz child i usually get that wrong the swaz uh, child radius right so so that's pretty much the nietzsche gritty stuff that um really you should remember and i'm hoping that you understood this uh what we mean by that right um and perhaps the time for a song and uh, we're gonna go for our very own active worship saying to you take us back and right after this we're gonna be speaking more about black holes
that was active worship uh, saying to you take us back uh, thank you so much for still being here thank you so much for still joining us i mean if you're still here it means you are loving what we're speaking about and of course we are still discussing uh, black holes we are still speaking about uh, the nature of uh, black holes so these are some of the most mysterious objects in the known universe and not only not only in understanding them, but you see, even the physics of black holes is hard to understand. The mathematics that goes behind the, the understanding of black holes is really, you know, sophisticated mathematics. So it is, uh, it, it, it can be a bit intellectually demanding to understand uh, the nature of uh, black holes, especially you know, they are these unknown objects, right? Uh, they are known to not emit anything, right? They are known to be black holes, right? I mean, they are named black holes for a reason, right? So, so, so our goal on the Void Show is to understand the nature or to attempt to, you know, uh, get a grip or to find the nitty gritty stuff enough to be sure about. Uh, black holes right and of course this is still the virtual on active fm i am andrew a show host and yeah let's speak about black holes and really what we want to speak about right now is uh a bit of proof behind uh a bit of proof behind uh, the existence of black holes okay and all of this all of what we're going to be speaking about it might sound a bit strange because, you know, why am I saying this? Because for many years, scientists, and I'm saying scientists generally, because uh, uh, you would know that it's not only astronomers that are devoting their time into studying the universe, right? Not only astronomers. Uh, they could be the most popular ones, but not only astronomers. We've got astronomers, we've got, we've got, we've got uh, 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 even philosophers, right? We've got uh, uh, astrophysicists, we've got cosmologists, we've got astrobiologists, right, who are always devoting their time into figuring out the nitty-gritty, right, of uh, what makes our universe be as it is, right, the natural of it, the scientific explanation of uh, really why the universe is as it is right so so why am i saying this might sound a bit strange that be that that's because a scientist for many years found it very hard to believe in the existence of black holes right because i mean it, it, it's it's mysterious objects right scientists have always okay they knew mathematically that okay these could exist right but they wanted more than just mathematical equations right they wanted more than just mathematical equations on a blackboard they wanted hard and physical evidence that black holes really exist right and so for so many years before they found this tangible evidence they were a bit reluctant right they were a bit uh, uh, scared Skeptical. They were a bit uh, pessimistic in believing that black holes really uh, do exist until sometime, and, and n not even until, but there was actually a scientist, and this was an English astronomer, right, uh, uh, Eddington, who said that, no, 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 
this is weird there must actually be a law of nature that's preventing stars to behave in this way right and obviously that's after when they 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 died right so he he he's one of the most popular astronomers who said okay there must be a law of nature that's preventing stars to act this way it cannot be true that this is actually happening right and actually time passed many years passed up until your 1900s right that was in 1960s about around 1965 around 1967 when evidence you know physical evidence started to become slightly available right and this was actually after uh, two british astronomers who discovered that there are objects and and and, and look at this it, 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 it's, it's strange you can just believe when you are starting to find something like this right you are still working maybe in your lab maybe in in in, in space observatories and you find something that's very strange right so you find that there are objects in space that keep emitting regular pulses of radio waves right you would remember that we've got what we call the electromagnetic spectrum uh we've got different kinds of lights okay Ra we've got radio waves radio waves are a form of light okay we just cannot see it because our eyes are only restricted to see visible light which is your green yellow you know all the colors that you can see those are restricted for you to be, I mean, those are only seen with your eyes, right? Because uh, you cannot see an X-ray, right? Because your eyes are not having that frequency, right? They are not working on that frequency of X-rays. We've got radio waves as well, right? Radio waves. Radio waves works through, uh, I mean, radios works <laughs> by means of radio waves. You get what I'm saying? So it's a form of light that you cannot see. Okay, so these astronomers, these were two British astronomers actually, when they were working. Um, it was Anthony and 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 uh, 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 Bell, right? Yeah, in in about 1967. So they are still working, and they find that there are some objects in space, man. No, there are some objects in space, and they keep emitting regular pulses. Or pulses of yes it's actually pulses and I'll tell you why I said pulses <laughs> they keep emitting these regular pulses of radio waves right and they were surprised and at first they thought that oh my word we have just made contact with an alien civilization that's probably living in a distant galaxy that's what they thought and they even named those objects uh, uh, the little green men, <laughs> right? Uh, and obviously, the abbreviation would be LGM, LGM, right? Uh, for little green men, right? They were like, my word, we have just made contact with an alien civilization. And obviously, that followed their discovery of their objects in space that are keep, you know, they keep emitting uh, these pulses of radio waves right we obviously know that we communicate via radio waves on earth so what should we expect when you find something like that in space i mean 
probably some alien civilization. So it was pretty fair for them to think like that, right? So, 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 so eventually, and this is after some time, they came to the conclusion that, okay, and this was obviously after a very rigorous, uh, 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 you know, analysis of what those objects really are. And they found that those were actually uh, rotating neutron stars. Remember we spoke about neutron stars, right? These are the evolutionary end products of massive stars. The size of about two times as massive of our sun, right? When stars, when massive stars die, they form neutron stars, right? So they, they came to the conclusion that these are are rotating very fast rotating uh, uh, neutron stars right and they keep emitting these radiation in form of narrow beams so 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 this is like each time when this neutron star would start spurning towards earth astronomers could detect a pulse you get that so every time this neutron star would spurn towards earth and emit the radio wave they would receive it on earth right so that's why we keep we say they kept finding these regular pulses of radio waves right that's because it's a rotating star and each time it it, it spawns towards towards earth it emits this radio wave it keeps emitting it but every time it looks towards us or it spawns towards us it obviously emits this radio wave towards us and that's when they would detect you know these pulses regular pulses in radio waves and that's why they were named pulses okay that's why they were named pulses and so uh, 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 note that this was the evidence that neutron stars actually exist right it, it was the evidence that neutron stars actually exist and remember neutron stars are are, are 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 these dense objects right and so it was like okay if stars could collapse into an into objects such as small as neutron stars then it seemed reasonable to assume that okay stars can also collapse into an even smaller size or even become a black hole right right so that's how really the detection of black holes started to believe but the big question would be okay okay we, we did find neutron stars but how do you really find a black hole because yes neutron stars we find their radiation towards earth but how would you then find a black hole right because it's, it's not the same thing right they are known to not emit easily detectable beams they are known even to not emit at all right they don't emit anything at all so we're going to be speaking about that next week right so make sure that you stay tuned for next week to understand on how black holes were really discovered and right after this i will definitely be closing active 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 oh You can find us on the gram, you feel me? Instagram at ActiveVersion, we on books, you feel me? Facebook, click the follow since you're in it, keep listening. Apple Music, oh, it got you dancing, keep streaming. Spotify, 
It got you smiling, keep streaming, oh and teaser. Got your moves looking easy, cause we cool like that. So check to worship and listen, cause we cool like that. Christ music is hot music. Check out the amazing music by Active Worship on all platforms. And apparently we have reached the end of the Void show. Uh, we were speaking about black holes. Now, these are really mysterious objects in the known universe. And um, next week we will be really finishing on what we last ended on uh, for today. I hope you really enjoyed the show. I mean, it was exciting. I really enjoyed myself. I learned stuff. I hope you did really learn stuff. And next week we will obviously be uh, completing on what we last ended on uh, for today. Day. So please do share the show out. Um, for all the love from Active FM, take care. We'll definitely be seeing you next week, same time, same place. Cheers. Enjoying the Active FM shows? Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM 777. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Active FM. Radio has never been better.